Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It is a fucking terrible jazz band of fucking crazy nastiness. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm Heather B. Armstrong. What's up? And Heather B. Armstrong speaks for all of us when she says that because we are now, I, I don't know, approximately 37 weeks into stay-at-home orders and it's, it's touch and go. I want to add, because I know that you're on the same page here, it is a really fucking small price to pay if it keeps people safe, staying home. Like, I feel very fortunate that I am healthy and have a home to stay in. So I recognize that. However, that doesn't make it enjoyable or fun or easy. <sighs> right? I mean, that's, kind of, that's, the, that's the reality of it. Like, I know that it's the right thing to do. And I'm happy to do it, but damn, if it isn't super difficult. I know that there are so many other parts of the world who have it so much worse than this. I know that. That doesn't take away the fact that we, as a generation, have been thrown into a situation unlike anything else we've ever experienced. And... I did, we weren't meant to live this way, first of all. Um, and <laughs> I, I know almost every single person that I talk to uh, online or in person is having serious, serious, serious issues with wrapping their sanity around the situation. Yes. And to make it worse... Um, you have your children, you have to teach your children, <laughs> you have to motivate them and be on top of them to do their work online. Um, right. Not to mention the kids who don't have access to online teaching. Um, that's a whole other topic that we could get into, but. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it all sort of plays in and, you know, right before we hit record, we decided we were going to really kind of focus on, on homeschool and school in general and what that looks like, because I think we touched on it briefly, at least in our last episode. Uh, and I guess we, we should also mention that there is a video for our patrons over on patreon.com slash manic ramblings. That is essentially like a like a bonus episode. It's a bonus right? episode. It is a it's video a, a video episode of the two of us speaking about things. Yes. Yes. And we touched on some of it there as well because there are so many people that are all of a sudden thrust into homeschool, having to homeschool their kids. And I've been thinking about this a lot. I think it was last week or the week before. I put together a thread on Twitter about it because what I've been seeing in, in the small circles that I follow that, that homeschool um, kind of snarky memes and comments and tweets from homeschool parents mocking all these public school or private school parents that are now having to homeschool and they're freaking out and they shouldn't because we can do it. And it's so fucking different for everyone who was not a homeschool family to transition to this. And it doesn't help anything to, to put yourself on a pedestal and look down at everyone struggling because it's not a one-to-one -one comparison. It's not even close. It's not even close. And, and, and just to mention this, and yeah, self-promotion. 
we're going to be doing these video episodes for patrons. We're going to figure out a schedule for it so that you'll know when they're available. Now that my life has fucking, like, <laughs> gone, gotten, I've got a little bit of a hold on... Don't, 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 don't even say don't it. Don't even say it, but, like... Don't just... Like, it's still, it's still chaos. But, if you even acknowledge that it has calmed down, yes, but, you know what will happen. But we, this is one of the things that we're going to be offering patrons is um, video episodes, uh, special video bonus episodes that only you can see. And, um... And then we're going to host... And sometimes they can join. Yes. And then some, and then we're going to to host uh, meetups, basically, online meetups with patrons. And, um, and talk about the fact that I know a lot of homeschoolers work from home and they have figured it out. Um, but my child has never had to do her work from home. And she thrives on structure and instruction and not having her teacher uh, be there to answer questions or to structure the day and to structure how it all goes is completely fucking with her. And so she completely avoids it all day long. And I think it's a coping mechanism because she doesn't have the teacher there to say, we're doing this now and then we're doing this now and then we're doing this now. She has given suggestions about when to do and what to do, but not having that rigid instruction is driving her crazy, but I can't provide it because I'm trying to work. And if I try to provide it, it takes, I, I have, I have no time. It, it consumes my entire day. Right. And that's something I think a lot of these snarky homeschoolers are not paying attention to. I mean, I, so when I transitioned Lexton to homeschool and he's, he's about 75%. So there's still a couple classes at the public, but I did it. And one of the reasons I did it was so that I could better cater to the way that he learns. That was a big piece of it. Um, and just structure the days in a way that fits that. And so those are two key components and that those are key components for a lot of people who homeschool. And that took months of planning it out to figure out how it was going to look, figuring out the space we were going to use, the time that I would need to spend and that he would need to spend and this massive shift in headspace to get to that point months. And I've now been doing it for 18 months and it's still tricky in some areas. There's still things that I'm learning. There's still a lot of planning. It still takes a lot of time. But everyone like you and anyone who has kids in a, in a public school, for one, there was no time to plan. Everything shut down and was transitioned online. And I think even bigger than that, kind of to your point with Marlo, this isn't homeschool in the sense that it's geared toward an individual kid's needs. It's it's literally school put online. Yeah. So it's not, it, there's none of the benefits of homeschooling. It's just at home. Which I think for a lot of kids and, and parents, it makes it worse. I was, because you didn't have the time. You don't have the, the headspace. You don't, a lot of people don't even have the home space yeah. to accommodate it. <laughs> I'm so emotional about this because it's totally, totally, totally fucked everybody's life. The house is a disaster and I can't, I can't live or work in disaster. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you read those articles, like Martha Stewart, like has basically made her, um, house cleaner stay in her house. She can't leave. <laughs> something like that like there's these really rich people who have basically said you know you work for me you need to stay here and clean my house or, or do my garden or whatever so they basically enslaved these people and, and made them stay to do the work and and you know i mean i had a house cleaner come twice a month who would deep clean everything and she she cannot come here 
and I have been paying her double um, and driving it to her house and dropping it off in her mailbox, even though she doesn't clean because she needs the fucking money. Right. And, um, but I have my house, uh, is a complete disaster. And I think you and I have talked about having like a clean space to work in, like having things orderly yes. on our desk. And, um, and so, first of all, I, I really just, the system that they're using, the software that they're using for homeschooling is uh, really confusing. And I just, I'm so, I'm so frustrated by, <sighs> by all the laundry and all the cleaning and all the things that have to get done that I don't want to sit down and have to try to figure it out. And Marlo's smart enough to, but she's avoiding it almost as a self-preservation mode. And I either need to talk to the teacher or just, I don't know what to do. And I gave, and, and last week, like, it just feels like things have gone off the rails. <laughs> um, last week was so fucked up and, um, And so she missed a couple assignments. And yesterday she just, <laughs> she kept avoiding and avoiding and avoiding. And Pete finally sat her down because he saw that I was going crazy. He saw, he saw my frustration because the kitchen was a disaster. Nobody, because his kids are here now. So that, that also adds an extra dimension to this is that his kids are here now for, you know, nine days. So now we have two more people in the house. Nobody's putting their dishes away. Nobody's wiping down the, the milk that they spill. There's shit everywhere, like fuzz from llamas that have been eaten by the dog. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh, the floors haven't been cleaned in two weeks. There, I do constant laundry. Con that washing machine is going constantly. We're running out of paper towels. Like, you know, it's all of that. He saw I was going crazy and he's like, listen to me, calm down. Cause she was being super hyper and she was, um, I'm going to say this and people are going to get mad at me, but I know my child. She was faking a panic attack and saying that she couldn't do work because she was having a panic attack. And I was like, Marlo, you got to go to your room and you got to do your work. And so she ran upstairs and she slammed her door and I walked in and she is lying on the bed with her arms crossed. And I said, and I, I took away her iPad. I took, she lost her phone. She also lost her phone. <laughs> like, like lost privileges or lost, lost the phone, the actual oh, phone. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he sat her down and said, you, you have to do your work. You have to do the, the makeup work and you cannot go downstairs and bother your mother. She's been awake with the dog all morning. We'll get to that in a second. She's been awake with the dog all morning. She's got to get some work done. Do not go downstairs and bother your mother. And I'll answer any question you have. Two minutes later, she takes... So there's two staircases down to the, to the basin where I work. She took the other staircase to come bother me and ask me uh, if she could play the virtual reality machine. And he could hear my groan and he came running down those stairs and he took her right upstairs and he's like, this is unacceptable. Go to your room and do your work. And she slammed her door again. And I just sort of like sat at my desk and put my head in my hands and just started crying because I don't know what to do. It's, it's almost... I mean, we've, we've talked about this countless times over the last few years, but it's kind of like that scramble that happens for, for every parent. And I think especially for parents that work outside the home, but that scramble that happens when you realize that one or more of your kids has to stay home sick from school. Right. 
because suddenly every part of your day has to change in some way. And that's part of being a parent. Like that's, that's what we do, but it's like that indefinitely. <laughs> like, like every, every day you have to, and I think that's, that's one area where I struggle with it. And, and the two classes that Lexton has, his teachers have, have been great. They've really done the, the best that they can with it. It's, it's been really good, but this, it's frustrating to me that most schools haven't adjusted day-to-day expectations as much as I think they should have. I know I've heard like ACT and SAT scores they're considering waiving, or maybe they already have, like there are bigger picture things that they've done, but they're just assuming that in the midst of everything that's happening, the same day-to-day school activities can happen. And those things are, are having to happen as people who've never worked from home are working from home as people who are, who are in essential industries are still having to go to work, but their kids are home. Yes. Right. As people who've lost jobs are now having to deal with that while looking for another job and trying to navigate unemployment and also be a teacher. Yes. And it's, and then like to your point, like, well, there's the laundry, there's the cleaning. So none of these things are like none of those day-to-day things are big deals in a normal setting, but it's not a normal setting. Mm -mm. Everything has been thrown into chaos, but, but no one area wants to apply the brakes a bit. And that is a, as a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And when you speak of like the essential workers, you know, I, I can't imagine how scared they are. I can't imagine how scared healthcare workers are. And I have, I in no way have it as bad as they do. I in no way have it as bad, but I, Oh, right. Um, I think those of us who like working from home, we, and, and like you said, it took, it took months of planning to figure out how to schedule him and schedule yourself. Well, for me, like I have a set, very specific schedule for my day when I work. And a lot of it involves playing music because music gets me into a certain mode of doing things. And, um, I can't do that anymore because there's now, you know, six of us in the house and, um, I, I can't really work downstairs because when I do the dog flips out, (laughs) the the dog is a little attached to me. (laughs) I can't say that it's bad. I'm sorry. Uh, I, when I leave the room and she starts to scream, you know what? I kind of cackle. I kind of like get a little smile on my face because that dog loves the fuck out of me because I love the fuck out of her. Um, and so look, working at my desktop is sometimes really difficult because she knows I'm there and wants to come downstairs. But unless she's super tired, I can't just, I can't keep her down there on leash because she's going to run out everywhere and destroy things. again last week was just beyond fucked up it was just beyond fucked up like every single day was like the weirdest wildest fucking ride through what the fuck is happening to reality and uh finally on sunday night i was like okay i'm gonna draw out a schedule for the day this is what i'm gonna do For, for your day or just like for, the whole, for the household? For me. Okay. Right? And how I was going to help and how I was going to do things. And good intentions, right? I was so excited. I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually write it out. I'm going to put it into a note. And I'm going to schedule it like hour by hour so that I have some sort of rhythm to this. Because there is no rhythm it is a fucking terrible jazz band of fucking crazy nastiness god that's a great way to put it (laughs) it is every day is just is an endless jazz concert you got teenagers losing it you got teenagers losing it you've got teenagers who are the sweetest people in the world suddenly screaming at you um you've got younger kids screaming at each other while you're trying to hold it together. 
and the constant barrage of mom, 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 mom. So I was like, here's what I'm going to do when the dog wakes up. So we're really lucky with this dog. She's 98% potty trained. At oh, that's awesome. 11 and a half weeks. I'm speaking with the trainer tomorrow, by the way. Um, she's crate trained. She sleeps from about 930 at night to 630 in the morning. Oh, that's good. Because the first couple of weeks were not quite that smooth. Right. So yeah. we know what to do now to get her to 630 in the morning. And so I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, because usually what I would do is just put on a robe, go downstairs, take care of her until everybody got up. And then I would come upstairs, take a shower and get ready. I was like, I'm going to put on walking clothes. I'm going to feed her, let her poop outside. We do a specific space outside because what was happening is she was going out and eating her poop every time we let her out. And eating her poop and eating her poop and eating her poop and eating her poop and eating her poop. And, her poop and I, oh my God. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to put on my shoes, my clothes, and we're going to go, we're going to go for a walk every morning. That's what we're going to do. And then I'm going to come home and she's going to be tired and I'm going to be able to clean the kitchen and whatever I need to do to organize my day. So I got up with her on my, what is today? Today's Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So okay. yesterday. Yeah. Monday. That's it. Mm -hmm. I got up and I, I don't know what day it is. Um, and we walked for three fucking miles uphill. Right. Just to wear her out? Just to wear her well, out. and to help your brain, probably. Yeah. And first of all, the f and I'm going to go ahead and say this, the first shit she took in the morning because she had eaten so much shit the day before was literally more than her body mass. She shit like a fucking dog. Like a dog came out of her. That was how much. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Like things have got to change. So then yeah. we <laughs> hook her up. And we start walking and I was afraid that people in the neighborhood were going to call the police because a monkey, someone was trying to mo walk a monkey on a leash. She was a fucking monkey, like turning cartwheels and flipping in the air and running after things. And it was, it was like overnight, my dog turned from cuddly, cuddly, super cute puppy to wolf. Right. Overnight chaos. Overnight. Yeah. And walking her for three miles, she was tossing and turning and flipping and running after things and trying to eat things and just like crazed. And we walked all the way uphill. And I'm at one point, she's like, okay, I'm getting a little tired. And I was like, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden she saw some poop and she ran after it. <laughs> Oh, so she she doesn't discriminate. She just eats all poop. She she eats poop. She eats puke. She eats bark. Ooh. She eats everything, everything. If she's a, I mean she's oh, a yeah. puppy, right? You forget these right. things. And I get home after three miles, and she is just wild, like I mean jumping on the couch, running through every room, like gnawing on everything so i have to put her on a leash well when you put her on her leash she meet there's a bell that she rings to go outside and we had not at that point scraped up like there's a whole bunch of leaves in the backyard that have old cocoa poop in it <laughs> oh god and she rings the bell to go outside not to go pee but to go find coco's poop right and so i wouldn't let her outside and she was just screaming scream howling and i didn't i i couldn't do anything i couldn't do anything other than sit with her and like try to try to distract her but all she wanted to do was go find coco's poop that was her that's the good stuff that's like the aged <laughs> stuff and three hours so it's been three hours at that point nobody's awake nobody's awake i'm alone with that dog for three hours she's not tired she hasn't like there's nothing she's still going and i was like <laughs> this passive aggressive fuck this fuck it fuck it fuck it there are 
five of you here. There are five of you here. And I started to unload the dishwasher very loudly. <laughs> I'm not proud of myself. Okay. I'm not proud. But I started unloading the dishwasher very loudly and <laughs> slamming the cabinets very loudly. And I just, I was so at that point because of, because I had such good intentions and because everything is so off kilter and because of that stupid jazz band playing fucking noise, I was like, please someone come help me. <laughs> and I should have at least gone and asked someone, but instead I just, like, please, I need some sort of structure in this crazed, weird environment that we have been put into. And I'm going to say it, we have been thrust into an environment that we don't know how to navigate. Right. And no, and nobody does. So that's what adds like that layer of complication is it's not like new to some people. It's new to everyone. Yeah. Like even, even, I mean, I'll acknowledge like working from home made, made it easier because I didn't have to try to transition from an office to working from home. But at the same time, it's not any easier because it's not just working from home. There's all the other elements. Like there's all of the people that I work with that have never worked from home that are trying to adjust to it. So meetings are getting shifted or forgotten about or canceled or having to end early or start late or, and you have the homeschool. Mm -hmm. And I think now that we've been in it, because it's, I guess we've been shelter in place since like mid March. So it's been four or five weeks, including spring break. Um, and it's kind of starting to feel like the last week or so of summer break mm -hmm. where all the kids are kind of restless and bored, but also don't want you to find anything for them to do. <laughs> They're just kind of bored. I mean, and, and Lexton is 16. Lita is 16. Like they're old enough to be independent and do their own thing. But I think just the mental weight of everything that's happening mm -hmm. is throwing everybody into a spiral. Yeah. I mean, even, even us as adults, like we don't know how to cope with it. So there's really no reason we should expect a 16 year old or a 14 year old or an eight year old. Like no one knows what to do. No one knows what to do. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I didn't tell you. Did I tell you that we got the antibodies test? You did. Yes. Yeah. This was last, last I don't know, some someday. I, don't know, I think it was Friday. Okay. Yeah. It was Friday. That seems like three weeks ago. Uh -huh. so. I think it was Friday. Uh, I didn't even know that we were going to go do it. And he had called his primary care physician. So his primary care physician was mine for for one, for two, two, two checkups. Her bedside manner, I hope she doesn't hear this. She's a lovely person. And she's one of those people who has a personality that you either really, really understand or you're like, uh-uh-uh-uh, I don't want to understand this. Like, the girl who does my nails will tell you straight up, like, dude, you look fucking awful today. What do you, What happened? Right? And I love her for that. I love her for her, like, 
ab- abrasiveness. Right, that works for you. Yeah, like the way she does it is, it, it's caring actually. <laughs> and but some people are like, oh no, 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 no. So this woman's bedside manner as a doctor was not at all something that I enjoyed at all. Uh, when I told her about my gut issue, she said, "Go home and eat broccoli." That's the woman. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah, go home and eat some broccoli and carrots. So she has. She's very, very frank, and she's very, very. Yeah. So I am like, okay, we have to go see her. Okay. So we have these professional masks that he has ordered from my FDA approved something something. He's got his shit dialed in with all this stuff. And we go sit outside the building. It's a whole process now. We sit outside the building for like 20 minutes and then they call us in and we have to stand in a certain area and then we have to wash our hands and then we go into a room and so I have a picture and I can post the picture of the antibodies test and it's the one that they are using with the NBA. And they prick your finger and they take your blood and within 10 minutes it will tell you if you have antibodies for COVID. So this nurse comes in and has trouble with both of us getting enough blood out of our fingers and pricks like three fingers (laughs) And have you been tested, by the way, for, for, for the virus? I have not. I don't meet any of the criteria to get a test. So I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but it really no. fucked me up. Um, getting, I don't know, there's something about getting tested that's, like, scary. There's something, I don't know why it's scary. Maybe it's not scary for a lot of people, but just the idea of it and the possibility of it. And, um, you know, you're... You're there with a healthcare worker who is probably scared out of their minds too. Um, and so, like, I felt bad for the nurse because she was having to do this and having to be there. And I started to like get really freaked out in that in that room. And like, Pete put his arm around me. He's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know why I am starting to like feel super anxious right now." And she does the test. She's like, the doctor will be right in. Doctor comes in and she is in full fucking gear, right? Head to toe gear. And she sits down. She looks, she doesn't say a word and she sits down. And she looks at the test and she slams her hands on the table. And she's like, fuck. Seriously? Yes. That's the first response? Yes. Wow. She's like, okay, well, um, neither of you have antibodies. Neither of you do. And Pete's like, what? And she's like, yeah, this just totally messed up our whole data. This just messed it up. And I was like, oh, God, 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 oh, God. And it's, that freaked me out. That freaked me out so bad. And, but because of that, um, Pete did a whole bunch of research about it. And it, those tests are very, very, very bad at producing correct results. So, so we don't know. We have no idea. Getting positive for COVID, though, like testing positive is pretty much like a solid positive. Testing negative for COVID is not necessarily a solid. So, so we don't know if I ever had it. Uh, He doesn't show antibodies on an antibody test. And I talked to my friend who is the lawyer for the Utah Department of Health. And she's like... Yeah, we don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> well, and I think, like you mentioned, just feeling anxious or scared about the test. I mean, there's like some people just get scared with with medical stuff. I mean, I've, I'm totally one of those people. But I think with this, like if you go in for a strep test, you know what to expect, and you know that however the test comes back, those are the results. Like that's it's cut and dry, right? But with these, like you don't know if you qualify for a test. 
I think some people who do get tested, there's guilt. Like, I know I qualify, but shouldn't someone else get this test because there aren't enough tests? I was just reading on Twitter from someone I know that her nephew, who's in his 20s, was having, like, went to the hospital because he thought he was having a stroke. And it wasn't a stroke, but those kind of symptoms can be associated with COVID, but they couldn't give him a test because the tests they have don't work. <sighs> so there's like, there's there again, it comes back to just that there's no one knows what to do. Right. And it's not, it's really easy to point to the nurses or point to the doctors or point to the teachers or the school districts or whoever and blame them. But it's, everyone is figuring this out. And even if the government response had been, I don't had there been a response, it still would have been new. Like it's not that we necessarily would have had more answers. It would have been better and more contained, <laughs> but everyone is just reaching around in the dark yeah. at every single stage. And even if you get a test and it is positive and you do have it, like, is it going to be super mild? Is it going to be really terrible? Like no one knows. So if you get a test, like, I think there's also that anxiety, like, well, what is it? Like, if it comes back negative, is it really? Mm -hmm. And if it comes back positive, what does that even mean? Right. And I've been reading that it's now coming back for people. So they think it lives in the body far longer than they originally thought. Yep. 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 I've, I've been thinking a lot. Um, it was the newsletter that you recommended to me, Dense Discovery. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember his last name, but the, the guy who puts it out, his name is Kai. And I think he's in Australia. Yes. Um, and a few weeks ago, I, I will link to this particular issue, but it, it's worth subscribing. He's a great newsletter. But he opened one, and I just want to read the first paragraph because it's been running through my mind since I got it earlier this month. He's, he writes... In times of crisis, we hear our leaders talk a lot about resilience. It's usually a mix of well-meaning optimism and good old-fashioned patriotism. But rather than talking about resilience, meaning to recover and bounce back to a previous state, I wish they would talk more about adaptability, being able to adjust to new conditions. And he goes on to link to some really interesting studies, um, but basically wraps it up by saying that this is something that we can work on as a new skill that we can develop and a skill that we can teach kids. Right. And that's sort of my yeah. issue with like, everything's been the same with school, but nothing, even if, even if tomorrow we woke up and everything was fixed, quote unquote fixed with COVID, nothing is the same. There are businesses that are never going to open again. There are people who will still not have jobs. Like things have significantly shifted. And it just, it seems disingenuous to try to keep up this facade that, well, we're going to get back to normal soon because that's not a thing. No, no, it's not a thing. Exactly. Like, I, Pete and I take the dog on a walk usually every night after dinner to, you know, get her, get her tired. And we talk a lot about this specifically adaptability because I mean, he, you know, he ran for office twice and he's always, you know, he's very politically minded, I'll just say. Um, but wouldn't it be more effective if the teachers right now uh, who are in, in quarantine, if, if, and I think we may have talked about this on the live episode, like, let's stop school. Stop it, because there's only one month left, right? One, one, one and a half months left, six, six weeks left. Let's right. stop and give, like, here's an English. If you want the English package, here's five books to read. If you want the math package, here's um, whatever math, five math things to do. If you want the science package, here's six science things to do. And you can choose one, and you do that one thing, and you have a report at the end but you get to do it over six weeks and it's not a lot of work because the stress of this, of being in this environment is a lot is, is so much that they don't need to do the daily work. Um, and that lets them at least have work to do, but it also gives them the room to learn how to cope with this situation. 
And then in the meantime, why do we not have experts collecting or or having meetings with these teachers and asking them, okay, so in a situation like this, what would work best for you and your students? What kind of software, what kind of teaching, what kind of packets, what kind of program would work best in your situation? And gather as much collective knowledge that they have to determine, well, if any kid gets sick at home, they can do schoolwork at home because they've put together this package, right? Right. And it may not be the same in every area, of course, but it would be adaptable. It would be available and we would be prepared. And the collective knowledge of all of these teachers who are scrambling to understand this shitty software And the kids are just like, I don't fucking know how to print this out. What the fuck? I don't know. And it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Really quickly. I (laughs) just because I have to say it, I have to say it. I just have to say it. I watched the, the three girls when, when his children are here, there's three girls who share that one bathroom. And I washed all of the towels and bath mats and hand towels and I put them in a basket and I carried them upstairs and I put it right there next to Lita's door. And they were all waking up and I said, girls, can you please put away your towels? I came downstairs to pour my coffee and I hear Lita downstairs in the laundry room and she says, they're not in the dryer, mom. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, they're not in the dryer or in the washing machine. I don't see them down here. <laughs> uh, she stepped over the basket of white towels, like it's a giant basket. She had to step over it <laughs> to go downstairs. Yeah, I yeah. just it, so. Doing this software with these kids is they're getting the hang of it, but why are they not using this time with experts and gathering all of this collective years of experience to come up with something big, something huge? Right. And you shouldn't, I mean, this isn't like a universal or blanket state. Oh my God. I don't know if you can hear that, but Lily is... Is she having a dream? She's having a dream and she squeaks like a squeaky toy. (laughs) It's it's so adorable. Oh my God. But like we've been doing this, this remote learning for almost a month, right? And the kids are still learning how to learn. Mm -hmm. And it's been a month. So they're not only expected to actually learn the material but to learn how to do it at the same time, mm-hmm. which isn't, it's, it's not effective. Right. And even if they did what you're like, even at a district level, like let's take this entire district and all of the English teachers and all of the math teachers and all like cluster them out and have them meet for their specific needs. And then have those experts say, okay, well this thing that the English teachers are asking for might really help the math teachers. Yeah. Like, let's, let's look and see how we can do it because they're not, they're not learning a lot anyway. It's just, I think states are doing this so that they can check the box that exactly. they hit the right number of days and then not have to go longer into summer or start earlier in the fall or whatever. But it's, if you're not learning anything anyway, it's not accomplishing the goal. No. And I question how many parents are going to feel comfortable sending their kids back in the fall. <laughs> even if everything is back open because we're not, I mean, by the time it, I think like the soonest that it would start to settle out would be probably June. Right. Right. They're I mean, saying June, Florida and Georgia might see it differently, but <laughs> if that's the plan, hey, like, now, even if everything opens, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't you lump our Southerners all together. <laughs> oh man, that's a whole god damn it why my y'all are making my people look bad georgia and florida 
that governor of Florida putting his mask on like he did. <sighs> oh, I know. I know. I know. Have you, there, I wish I could remember. I don't even think I, I saved it, but someone wrote something like if you could pick, if you could pick one state to kick out of the United States, which one would it be? And please explain why Florida. <laughs> like that's, that's really good. I don't know. If, have you ever watched the good place? Um, no, no, I, it's, it's on our list. Well, there's one character in it who's, he's a, he's a treat. And someone wrote, they put on Twitter, they're like, there's a reason they made him be from Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) That was a choice. But I just like, I think that's another piece that, that not enough people, and I mean, even outside of education, but specifically with schools, because there's so many people in one building and I think because of how unknown the situation is, they're not saying, well, what does this mean six months from now? What does this mean nine months from now? Mm-hmm. They're kind of looking at it month by month. And I think a lot of people, if schools are open come August and September, are going to be very hesitant to want to send their kids back to school. And they might have to. They might be in that position where they, they are back at work and they have to do it. But there's like, there's that anxiety. And I think especially for kids that are older, like there's that piece of anxiety for them too, because they're able to follow the news and what's happening. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, my, uh, semi nephew, I don't know. Heather's nephew lives in Georgia and they're done. I think they have one week left. Like they're just, they're, they're done for the year, which Makes sense, honestly. <laughs> okay, I have I have to mention this. There's two things I have to mention. <laughs> and I have to write about it too. But uh Lita Lita was um we were having a conversation about all the things that she's gonna miss. Like she had t- she choreographed two dances for a dance performance that she can't, you know, that and Oh yeah, I remember you mentioned that. And then there's like the actual dance to go to at school and then there's all this other stuff that she's missing and she's like and think about the seniors mom like think about their prom and think about the fact that they can't do the graduation like it's so sad and I was like you know what they don't even they don't even get to go on their senior trip and you know what I did for my senior trip I drove all the way to Daytona Florida and drove my car on the beach (laughs) oh wow that's where you drive your car on the beach is in, D- in Daytona. Right. I went to Daytona, Florida for five days, and we drove the car on the beach. That's what I did for my senior trip, and y'all can't <laughs> even go on your senior trip. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> one other... Being... And you are alone, which is a... You know, that's its own thing that we haven't even, like... And we're going to talk about that at, like, maybe on a, a patron episode about oh, the, yeah. lo- the isolation for you. Um, I am with these people and being, getting, like, like I told you here in my closet recording this is like the escape of a lifetime because I'm not around them and they aren't talking over me and touching me and in my space and touching me, and then touching me again, and then in my space, and then like, blah, 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 blah. and <laughs> jazz band. Um, <laughs> so, we, my favorite part about this blended family is sitting at the dinner table and literally like dissecting like the wildest things because they all had these different interests in science and math and all this stuff. And we talk about the wildest, amazing things. And, Somebody, so, so Pete works, you know, he's the owner of this internet service provider, you know, and they all chat on this one program that he built all day long talking about issues and what needs to be done. And, and they also share weird information. <laughs> right. And so we're all sitting there relaxing at dinner. And he says, did you guys know I learned this today? 
that there is an imitation vanilla flavoring. And all of us are like, what, what, why did you bring this up? He says, do you know where it comes from? And we're like, no. He goes, it comes from a gland near the anus of a beaver. (laughs) What? (laughs) And, and we go off on the whole thing. Like, first of all, (laughs) wait a minute, who figured that out? Right, like someone had to pick up this scent and like, doesn't that? Yeah, that smells like vanilla. We were we were all Let like get closer. We were imitating like some like beaver trapper who's like a hundred miles away from anybody, and he picks up the trap and he's like, hmm, and he looks around to see if anybody's around, and he's like, hmm, <laughs> and then like his daughter was like, but wouldn't that be more expensive because you you got to keep the beaver alive because you don't want to kill it because it's going to keep producing it. The vanilla bean should be much cheaper because you just get rid of the bean. Wouldn't right. keeping the beaver and like we went into this whole thing and then, <sighs> and so mind you, like they, we, they're all talking over each other and over me and it, it, it's driving me nutty. And I'm like, can please one person at a time, one person at a time. And so finally Marla raises her hand <laughs> Marla raises her hand and she says, can I say something? And and we're like, yes. She goes, you know, I thought that when we got to the 2020s that we'd have flying cars and amazing things like that, but we have beaver anal glands. Oh, God. (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong. Oh. I was in the floor. I fell in the floor so hard that I woke the dog up. (laughs) But we have beaver anal glands. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, yeah. Here we are. I mean, I could have, I could have happily continued my life without knowing that. (laughs) Who found out? Who figured that out? Now it's just because I can think of things where I've seen like something that's vanilla and artificially flavored. And and so we made that now joke. I wonder. We made that joke all night long. All night long. Would you like some vanilla ice cream? Oh, God. Would you like to make a vanilla cake with vanilla chocolate chips? <laughs> oh, beaver anal glands. Yes. Now I have to research it. And that's not anything I want to research. Damn it. I know. So. But there's just so much. You know what? I'm just going to have, just going to have Lexton research it as part of school. <laughs> have him write a report. Yeah. I need a report by the end of the day on anal glands and various <laughs> mammals and how Wouldn't they're used. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun though? Wouldn't that be a, like a fun project? Like there should be at least a fun report for these kids to do something like that. Something like something that's different than trying to pretend that everything from school has transitioned one to one mm-hmm. home. Yeah, it's and that, I mean we didn't even talk about the fact that like a lot of these teachers also have kids that they're having to teach at home probably in different grades than the grade that they're teaching. Mm-hmm. while still teaching. Exactly. Like it's just uh, and w- Lexton's chemistry teacher is he's young he's got to be in his late 20s and he lives in an apartment in Chicago where they are renovating units above his unit so they do these video calls like twice a week mm-hmm. the whole class and without exaggeration like every two minutes he'll be talking and it sounds like a fucking jackhammer goes off and he has to just stop and sit there and stare at the screen. Oh God. And then like 30 seconds later, he'll pick it up again. Every, and he, he's been great about it. Like he makes jokes about it. He works with it, but it's that kind of thing. Like, I mean, one, like one thing that we've been able to do working from home is make working from home work for us. Mm -hmm. Like we have a space that allows it. Right. A lot of teachers don't. 
And like I said, a lot of families don't have space for the schoolwork to happen at that level at home beyond homework. So it's, it's just, it's maddening. And when you, when you slather that on top of all the other shit that we're trying to deal with, that every, everybody's trying to deal with. Oh. And then you go to the grocery store and there's that one person without a mask. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but here we are. Oh, and, and this. So I think it was, God, this was the end of last week, maybe Thursday, Friday. And the governor of Illinois, like, there's no more school for the rest of the year in terms of actual on-site school, which was, everyone knew that, but it was officially announced. And I told Lexton, and he was only kind of joking. And he was like, oh, well, so summer break starts now. Oh, God. Like, no, 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 no. That's not what that means. (laughs) Like, don't, don't, don't put your brain in that space because... We're still a lot of shit to do. And I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine having, like, first, second, third graders for this. No. Not just not just trying to, to juggle that work at home, but to try and explain to kids that age that, yes, you're home all day, every day, and so am I, but this is not a vacation. Like, I, oh, man. So to anyone who's listening and has kids at that age, I just keep on keeping on because I don't know how you do it. Yeah. And if you have non-smarky, smarky, (laughs) non-smarky, non-snarky comments about homeschooling and ways to structure children who need the structure so that you can yourself get your work done we would love to love to hear about those uh strategies please be gentle because i am very new to being in a home with all six of us crammed together with the non-stop talking uh and being unable to work on the at the my, my desktop is the place where i work that's where I like do all of my major, 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 major work, and I can't do it anymore down there. And so, it, my entire work life has been thrown into like a tornado. So, if anybody has strategies, we would love to hear them. Um, and uh, how are you coping? Um, or not coping? Or honestly. not coping? That's fine too. That's fine too. Um, talk to us about your isolation talk to us about what it's like to be with a lot of people and talk to us about what it's like to be alone um we'd love to hear all of it and and we're here for you if you need to talk or we're definitely here and again we're gonna start doing some live episodes and live meetups for patrons um patron patreon.com slash manic ramblings and you can find us online uh, well, email us if you really want to really vent. Um, email us at stories at manicramblings.com. And we're soon going to have a newsletter up and a new website. Um, yes. Because I mean, last week was. I mean, all things considered, we've kept, we've, we've stayed pretty well focused i mean yeah yeah covid19 has has derailed it a little bit but we're still chugging <laughs> yes and so stories at manicramblings.com and then um facebook twitter and instagram at manicramblings you can find us there and there'll be extra content um and thank you john first of all as we end this thank you for checking in on me I'm sorry I haven't responded immediately, but um, sometimes, you know, things take a turn, and that turn is wild. Absolutely. You're welcome, and you don't have to apologize. I know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it is. It's, it's just hour by hour. Yeah. Hour by hour. And um, I guess until next time, um, you might want to uh, research some 
deeper anal glands because that's what we got in the future man that's what we got we didn't get flying cars <laughs> just just beaver ain't i we're still driving cars on daytona beach <laughs> many thanks to tan lines for the soundtrack to lisa congdon for the cover art and to ryan coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.